Hi guys, it's Rach and welcome to the second part of my conversation with energy healer, spiritual advisor, dear friend, Kimberly Lucas. I had Kimberly on the show last year and we talked about how to tap into your intuition. And it was one of the most popular episodes we did. So I wanted to bring her back for more wisdom. Please, 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 if you did not listen to Tuesday's episode, go back and start with that one. That is the opening of our conversation. And this is the continuation of that. In this part of the conversation, we dig deeper. We talk about spiritual practice and what that looks like and routines and rituals and things that have been helpful to us both. It really is a conversation between two friends sort of exploring and being curious and talking about it all. And I hope that you really enjoy it. As always, if you find these episodes helpful, we would just so appreciate if you would send them out into the world, send them to a friend, send them to your partner, someone that you think might get something out of the conversation too. This is the second part of my chat with Kimberly Lucas. I hope you enjoy. Hi, I'm Rachel Hollis, and this is my podcast. I spend so many hours of every single week reading and listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos and trying to find out as much as I can about the world around me. And that's what we do on this show. We talk about everything, life and how to be an entrepreneur. What happened to dinosaurs? What's the best recipe for fried chicken? What's the best plan for intermittent fasting? What's going on with our inner child? How's therapy working out for you? Whatever it is my guests are into, I want to unpack it so that we can all understand. These are conversations. This is information for the curious. This is the Rachel Hollis Podcast. Yes, and when the more we let go of control, thinking that we know everything, the more you're going to set yourself free. Right. And you're going to know you're going to feel it in your body, especially like I'm seeing a lot of people trying to control everything in their life, and that will manifest into hand pain, arthritis, wrist pain, because they're trying to control everything. Mm, yeah. But what it's teaching them is, can you let go? Can you hand that over to God? You'll set your hands free. Do you feel like as a as an individual, I'm so curious at, at like, what's your day-to-day like? Because <laughs> at least every interaction I've ever had with you, you are the most, you are the lightest spirit. Mm-hmm. You're so joyful. You're very present. You're, and so I'm like, do you ever fall out of this or have you been in it for so long that like this oh, is who, who you sure. are? I mean, this is how I am majority of the time, but don't get me wrong. Like we're still, I'm still human. Right. <laughs> we're all still human and I'll have my falls. But when I have my falls, it's instead of looking at it as bad, I actually I look at this, oh, this is a great opportunity for something that I need to heal within myself that hasn't been healed. Yeah. And so I try to flip the perspective into a positive because I will like fall down Mm. and I'll have my moments when I'm struggling and it's just really uncomfortable. But if I can just take a step back and just observe it, why is this manifesting? Why is this my reality? Oh, 
that's okay. I'm going to be gentle on myself. I still got a little he- more healing to do. Mm-hmm. This is why we're here. Yeah. And if we can remember why we're here on this planet, we're he- we are here to learn and to heal ourselves. Yeah. So that's good. Take out the the thought that am I ever going to be healed, fully healed? Honestly, tell you the truth, we're never going to be fully healed until we die. Yeah. <laughs> we're just here to learn and to grow. And so sometimes when I work with people, even myself when I started this journey, is like, am I fully ever going to be healed? And I kept hanging on to that, hanging on to that. And I realized this is not serving my highest good. If I can just accept that we're here to learn, to grow, go through the process, just stay curious with it all. Yeah. Are there practices that you have each day or in your life that you feel like help you stay aligned? In the mornings are my, um, I wake up very early and wake up like at 5.30. My mornings is how it sets the whole day. Mm-hmm. I'll have tea or some coffee. I'll do writing. Um, I'll write for about 30 minutes to an hour and then I'll work out. But just sitting with myself, just listening with myself is key in the mornings. If I don't have that, I'm very off-centered. Yeah. Because if I am not centered, it will project on my clients. Right. Oh, (laughs) that's so real. Yeah. yeah, Because if we, oh, this is really good to talk about. Everyone is so focused on fixing the world. It's not a problem. Okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But where it, can, where it can become an issue is that if you're so focused on the world, fixing the world, this needs to happen, blaming, it's this person's fault, you got to take a step back and look at your own inner world. Because the only thing that's going to change our outer world is changing our inner world. And this is very important. Like the message I want to get across that I'm seeing with so many individuals, they're trying to control fix everyone, point the finger at everyone. And you know what? You're not helping. You're not helping the cause. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So if you can sit with yourself, look at your own problems, heal it, it's the greatest gift you can give the world because we're all reflections of each other. We're all mirrors of each other. The only thing that's going to change the world is changing yourself. Yes. And actually, it's worth saying that we are when we are the most judgmental about other people, there's something in them yeah. that we have in ourselves that we don't like. Exactly. Judgment, yeah, it's a yeah, judgment always comes with like, what is in me yeah. that I am like feeling frustrated? I'm feeling these mm-hmm. feelings about you because somehow that's in me. Or what are you reflecting right now that I don't like or I don't want to see? Yeah, I feel like that's a really... That's a really it's good so one. so important. And so if you can, this is what helps keep me aligned is, you know what? I can't take responsibility for anyone. I, I have to accept, especially in the position I'm in, in my business, I have to own it and accept that I cannot heal anyone, but I can guide them. Mm. And the more I'm in line with myself, the more I'm connected with myself, the more I heal myself... Yeah, I, I I definitely had wanted to talk to you about because I do feel like you're so aligned. And I think I didn't even know what that felt like until I was an adult, what it felt like to be aligned. And then to get to sort of higher levels of connection with source, God, however mm-hmm. listeners want to describe that feeling. And it's almost like 
you need a little like glimpse of that or yeah. a taste of that to understand that there's something more yeah. in life, that you need to feel that peace and you need to feel that contentment. Because I, I definitely grew up thinking that the emotion I should be aiming for was like ecstatic joy. Like yeah. I, I should just feel um, r- really excited and really, and the best I've ever felt, it's the way that I would describe it is it's just peace, like total peace, but peace that's sort of wrapped in love. And I've only experienced that in full measure when I am seeking Mm -hmm. that out. Mm -hmm. And so the practice that I'm, or the place I'm in in my life is how do I make that more my reality instead of me kind of, oh, I get to jump when I'm at a yoga retreat and I get to like really focus and really get to that place. How do I make that more part of just everyday life? Oh, okay. This brings us something else up, Rachel. Great. And also for the, all the listeners and what you just said, the more you start being yourself, the more aligned you are. doesn't matter how weird you are, how different you are, unique you are. The more you just accept this is who I am, embrace it, th- you're going to feel so much more aligned. Yeah, and that's that, real. And when I first started this work, I was in such a tug of war. I'm like, people are going to think I'm crazy, think I'm weird. But I just felt this huge message come across me. This is my intuition. God was telling me, you have to do this. Like, you, ha- you don't have to. I have a choice. But I just feel that gut feeling. I have to go through this. It's going to be very uncomfortable. But there's a message that needs to get across. And the more I started becoming myself, oh my it's like just sets you free. Right. Well, and uh, this is, I actually just did a podcast about how to fall in love with yourself. Uh-huh. And one of my pieces of advice was to know yourself, like who you really are, removed from any labels that other people gave you. Mm. Uh, because we do that, right? We try and act a certain way or be, this is ego again, you're trying to be a certain way because that will be more acceptable. But when you are more aligned with your own unique, weird, beautiful self, whoever that is, it just, you feel, you feel more grounded, you feel more centered, you show up in the world in a better way. And I think that when you allow yourself to be that version of you, that true self, Mm -hmm. that you also are more likely to hold boundaries up. And to not let people take advantage or to not want to go back to the way that it was or how it felt when someone was trying to kind of put you into a box that you didn't fit in. And you're going to experience less pain in your body. Mm, That's real. The more you are yourself, you are more in your body. You're going to experience less pain in your body. Yeah. All pain, it's when we are not ourselves, we are out of our body. And so the body's trying to pull us back in. And the only way to pull pull us back in is through pain because then we start becoming present. Oh, wow. That's good. That's good. The only way to be more present is through pain because it pulls you back One in. One of the ways. Yeah, 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 yeah. It pulls you back in. Oh, that's interesting. I, You know what this reminded me of when we were at that conference together? Yeah. And there was that person in the front row. Remember that oh, woman yes. I still yes, think yes. about? It was one of the craziest. I, no, I, I have this instinct to talk about this idea of being present in your body. So this is a very extreme example, but I was doing a conference and um, Kimberly is an amazing, I don't even know, do you still do facial stretching? You've like 
transcended I still beyond. do. I still do it. Yeah. I still have my little loyal clients. Yeah. That, that you're love like, it. yeah, yeah. It's but so amazing. I and love it. It's really helpful. It's, it's what keeps me grounded. So I'm not shoot off into space. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> so God has placed that in my life, the physical fascial stretch therapy to keep me grounded. Yeah. That is actually how we met. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Kim was working with me at a conference where I think you would come like morning, noon, and in the evening. Yeah. And she does these really intense stretches, which are so helpful because I would leave stage and I just have so much tension in my body. And um, I had this, it's so funny, I'm like feeling in my chest what I felt that day because it was the most, mm-hmm. I've definitely encountered people where something was very wrong, like where I felt like, oh, this is not a good, that wasn't, I'd never encountered this before. So over the course of several days, I was like, there's really weird energy in this audience. And I knew my instinct knew exactly which person, which was crazy. So many people in the audience, but I knew exactly which person. And there was nothing on her face or she wasn't doing anything that would reveal that there was something wrong. But I was like, this is so crazy. And I couldn't figure it out. And I was like, I, I don't know if she's what I just couldn't figure it out. And it just so happened, it didn't just so happen, just how the universe works, that I had a panel of women who were coming to speak. And at the very last minute, one of them had like an emergency and couldn't come. And it was literally, I found out like in the morning when Kim was stretching me and I just like instinct, I was like, Kimberly, will you be on the panel? And she was like, yes. (laughs) She was like, what? Yes. Okay. We'll do this. And she was on the panel and amazing. And it was like exactly what the panel was supposed to be. But it just so happened that you then were on stage and she had heard me talking about this woman for days. But I didn't tell her like where the woman was, what she looked like. I just kept saying, man, there's weird energy from this person. We got backstage and almost immediately she was like, was it the woman with this color hair sitting in this section? Mm -hmm. And I was like, yes. Mm -hmm. What is going on with her? It's like, it's giving me chills thinking about it. And you were like, She's not there. She's on her body. There is no, like her soul, it's not, it is disconnected. Mm-hmm. It is gone from her body. And I, as soon as you said it, I was like, yes, that's it. It's like, I don't know how to describe this, but if I close my eyes and I'm looking at an audience, uh, you can feel the energy, almost like a light of every person yeah. there. And there was no light was no in light. her seat. And I was like, oh my God, yes, that how I've never seen, how does this happen? And you were saying like through trauma sometimes or things happen where like that soul has had to flee that body and it's not. Medication. Yeah. Oh, right. You were saying that when we numb out, that's another way that we don't. So can you talk about this idea of being present in our body and what that feels like if no one's ever experienced to be present, to be grounded? Yes. And we've never been taught it. Right. We've always been taught you need to do this, you need to be this person through movies, media, da 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 da. So we've always been taught how to not be in our body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's not your fault, it's no one's fault. It's just now remembering, okay, what is it like to be in our body, to be present? One of the easiest tips I can give is that first, we need you need to get out of resistance. And how to get out of resistance is you need to accept that this is your body. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, that's a good one. Lots of people need to hear that right now. Yes. If you do not, if you cannot come into a place of acceptance, you are in resistance. You will not get anywhere. You'll have so much pain in your body. Life will be rough. It will just, you are 
resisting the flow. And so the first tip is first, you have to sit with yourself and you just have to accept the truth. This is what it is. This is the body that I'm in. You have to accept you don't have to do anything. You but know, this is a big this is a big flip. I was just reading, I love Wayne Dyer, and so I'll reread his books all the time. And I was just rereading a book, uh, one of his books where he was talking about this idea that it's we need to understand you are not a body with a soul. You are a soul with a body. Yes. Yes, yes. And yes. that's a huge disconnect. Is that you think I am this body and here's my soul inside of it. And Mm-mm. that's not the case. It's you are a soul with this body. So if you are in sort of opposition of your body and unaccepting of what your body is, it's almost like that soul can't it 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 can't be rested, it can't be seated, it can't be in this thing because you feel like it should have been something else. It should have been this body. It should have been six feet tall. It should have looked like Elle McPherson. It should have been all of these things. Mm -hmm. So that's huge. It's so big. acceptance. It's so big, Rachel. And that's what helped me even heal myself is first like, you know what? This is the body that I have. Right. Okay. I'm like, I'm feeling, well, hold on, hold on. Yes. Yes. This is so huge because I think people are like, I want to heal this pain. I want to, I mean, it's America, so let's be honest. I want to lose this weight. I want to look this way. I want to be strong. I want to have energy. I want these things I don't have. So they believe that if they, on some level, like hate this enough or dislike this enough, Mm -hmm. that that is what is going to propel them to make change. Mm -mm. And what is so crazy, I know this in my life and you know this in yours, is that when you come to love and accept your body for what it is, it's like what you were talking about with the woman with a knot in her back. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how fast you the will change. It's you will heal instantly. 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 It's bananas. It's it's miracles happening. Absolutely. Sorry, yeah. I, got, I just got so excited. I was like, wait, yes. It's, it's, and, and that's what's going to heal the pain in the body is first you have to accept that you have this body. Right. <laughs> so you're not in resistance with it. And the thing is, I y'all, please listen to this. Of course we are not taught this because if you can hate yourself, there are lots of people who can make money off that. Yep. You'll give more power to them. You'll give more power away, give more money away, pay for this diet, pay for this gym membership, pay for the right clothes, pay for all these things, chase things externally again because you think that that's what's going to give you answers. And it's always, always, always internal work. It's always internal work. That's so good. It's kind of going, yes. We were, all of us, were born into a society that gets us really separate from ourselves. But you cannot play the victim if you want to heal. You have to take responsibility, own it, and get yourself back within yourself. And that's taking your power back. Yeah. You're taking your power back. It's, It's so hard. It's like this ongoing lesson of I work on it, and then I feel like I've healed, and then stuff bubbles up. Like the anger that I have toward my ex-husband and it's justified and it's righteous and I can come up, you know, and this and this, and I have all these, and then what my higher self is always going to guide me back to is like, yeah, and this is not helping you at all. So you have to, you either going to have to process and do this work to release this or what I realized recently, I think we talked about this the other day in our session is that I stay energetically, Mm -hmm. I am energetically anchored 
to the people I hold anger for. Like as long as I have anger about them, as long as I have, I am energetically entwined yep, and it connected. keeps manifesting again. And it's like new reasons to be angry because I'm anchored to this person. Yep. And we can just apply our first tip. It's, well, we just talked about how to be present. We can now apply this to how can I work with this anger? Mm. To get out of resistance, what do you need to do? You have to accept what happened. Accept. Yeah. Yeah. That's the first step. Right. Just see it for what it is and just accept, yes, it was really shitty. It was crappy. I didn't feel good. Well, and I think when I, this is where my learning has come. The anger's not at him. <laughs> the anger's at myself. Yes. Yeah. There you go, Rachel. Yeah. It's me. I can't believe, you know, it's like the, the, the glasses or whatever, the filters removed. Yeah. And I can't believe that I stayed for that long, that I lived with that, that I accepted that, that I was so blind, like all of those things. Like I, I can't believe it. And so I, it's easier to be angry at someone else, right? Mm -hmm. Than to actually be like, oh, dang. And so then just going one step further is, okay, why? Why did that happen? To your point, what did that teach me? What was I meant to learn yeah, you needed in to this learn. situation? Of one million things, I can tell you. So many things I've learned. But it still bubbles up. Like, yeah. I'm not even going to lie, but it's getting so much better. And there's so many individuals of us, you know, that are in kind of scenarios like that. But if you are not in a place of acceptance, then you're going to disassociate, denial, and then we're going to go back to that truth. You're not accepting the truth of what just happened. Remember, the truth is going to piss you off at first, mm -hmm. but it will set you free. Yeah. Is um, is disassociation, is that something that you encounter a lot with clients? Oh, yeah. Oh, Every, so will you, will you talk us through that? Because that, that word keeps coming up a lot with people, and I feel like it's important. Okay. Disassociation. It's you're very, it's like you're so disassociated from your feelings, your true, what you feel internally, you start becoming this other person. Mm. You're like really in disassociation, separate. Right. Separate. Yeah. You don't even know what your true feelings are because yeah. you've made up these other. Right. I had a, I have a guy friend um, who was telling me he, he went through this. He had gone through some, uh, something pretty traumatic. And he was saying that one day he would just like look at his hands and he was like, whose hands are these? Like he would yeah. look in the mirror and he was like, I don't know who that is. Like it was, um, so is that sort of a leaving Dis of the body? Is that oh, like totally. a, oh, totally. Okay. That's a disassociation. Or it's like if um, you're in a relationship and you see all these red flags, but you ignore it, you're ignoring your gut feeling, ignoring how you truly feel. And so you start becoming disassociated from yourself your intuition. You're just ignoring it, denying right. it, denial, pushing it underneath the rug. Wow. Kind of reminds me, maybe not the same thing, but um, when you're in a relationship like that and you um, you start to numb yourself, Correct. Um, whether that's using physical, you know, drugs, alcohol, things of those nature, or if you're just like going further and further and further inside yourself so that you can kind of become who that person wants you to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so you start disassociating right, from your truth, right? From your essence, yeah, of who you really are. When people are having that, do you feel like they even are aware of it? They're not consciously oh, aware wow, of it, and crazy. it is so common. I, 
I I was there. Yeah. So I can understand. You're just so unconsciously aware. Wow. And then you are in that position. So you're going to attract more of that in your life. So others are like that are going to be disassociated Ooh, and we're just yeah. all bouncing off of each other. Right. Reflections, mirrors, you know. So, I mean, this idea of like attracting, that feels really important too, is like, and I'm hoping that in this conversation, we're just sort of giving people all kinds of things to maybe look at in your life of looking at who is in your life and oh. then asking sort of how that is what's in your life. Like how are you attracting or who are you attracting and what uh, is it about us or is it about the way that we show up that this is the kind of person that we are pulling in? And everyone, everyone in our life is a teacher. They're always trying to teach us something on a spiritual level. Yeah. So if you encounter someone that's, you may be disconnected and this person may be disconnected. Um, but if you doesn't feel comfortable to be around this person all the time, she, that person may complain or blame and gossip. And if that doesn't feel comfortable, okay, how can I use this opportunity? What is this person trying to teach me? Oh, am I doing the same? Mm, that's good. Am I doing the same? So if we're, everyone in our life, everything in our life is a teacher. We're, we're here, we, like we are here to learn. Yeah. And earth is the hardest school. Yeah. <laughs> but if you really think about it, it takes courage and bravery and strength to come into earth. Yeah. So don't forget how strong you are. Yeah, that's good. The The idea of everyone sort of being a teacher, I feel like is a, also a really powerful thing to let go of anger. A sort of like, oh, um, have I ever told you the story about they were paid to be here? I don't know. Have I told you the story? Okay. So I, I want to share it because it's really good. A, a therapist told me this years ago that there was a um, a guru who was putting on a, a meditation, like a three-day meditation thing. And people came from all over the world to sit with a guru and meditate. And on the very first morning, they start the meditation. It's peaceful and beautiful and everyone's feeling so good. And um, this man comes in and starts screaming. He's throwing a fit. He's yelling. He's pissed off. And he's like, there's not a place to sit. And there's this whatever. And everyone's kind of looking at the guru like, "What's this? what are you going to do? Like, you're going to do any, and the guru just keeps on chanting and he keeps doing the meditation and he does not acknowledge this man, no matter how crazy he gets, doesn't do anything. And then the day ends and everyone breathes a sigh of relief and this crazy guy sort of goes on his way. And then the second day they come back, it happens again. And now they're getting really worked up and the assistant to the guru is like, what, why is he not, yeah. what, you know, we can't do anything unless he tells us, he just keeps on meditating. So this happens one more day. Last day, they get through the meditation. This guy's been so disruptive. He's so, all the things. And after everyone leaves on the very last day, the um, assistant comes to the guru and says, guru, why did you let this man disrupt everybody? Why did you, you know, you didn't stop him. You didn't, it ruined everybody's experience, whatever. And the guru was like, what? Oh, that's Paul. He was paid to be here. <laughs> and so... <laughs> She's like, this therapist told me this. She's like, who in your life is being paid to be here? Like the universe put them there mm -hmm. to disrupt. And this is a big, um, a big realization for me is like, and we talked about this in our last session, 
that it has felt so hard. Like the last year has felt so hard. And if I look at all the things that have happened, you know, it sort of felt like every time, not even the last year, the last two years, like every time I felt like I was sort of getting my, like on my feet again, something would just come up and emotionally decimate me. And it just kept happening, kept happening, kept happening. And um, I can feel weary about that sometimes. I can feel sad and I can feel discouraged. I'm like, I am trying my best. God, what is going on? Why does Mm -hmm. this? And I had this such clarity, which was like, you asked for genuine healing. You keep praying for genuine healing. And the only way that you can heal is that you have to feel. You have to process, you have to be present with these things, you have to sit with them, you have you have prayed for healing. And this idea of like, we perceive that hard seasons are bad because they're hard. Mm-hmm. We're raised to believe that if something's hard, it's bad. And if something feels good, it's good. Mm-hmm. And I think all of us have experienced moments that seemed very bad at the time and are actually what made us who we are. Right. And we have experiences that we were like, this is the best. This feels amazing. And then later we're like, oh, that was the start of my downfall. (laughs) (laughs) So So I feel like that's a big perspective shift for me too, was to understand that like, just because it's bad doesn't mean it's bad. And if you, if you truly want to evolve, that's going to, it's going to take something to get to that place. Yeah. And it's just in any kind of scenario that you're in is, what is this trying to teach me? Yeah. What is this trying to teach me? Even if it doesn't feel right, like, okay, what is this trying to teach me? And what it's trying to teach you now might not be what it's trying to teach you 18 months from now. Because mm-hmm. I do think that's an interesting thing I didn't realize. I thought, man, if I start on a journey of seeking and understanding more, you know, I'm going to learn the answers. I'm going to have the answers. Mm-hmm. You know, I might need to learn the answers in different areas, but like, I'm good with this. Mm-hmm. It's like this onion, you keep peeling back the layers. You're like, oh, word, we're still here. <laughs> we're still on this. Yes. Oh, my word. Okay, let's go back to that and uh-huh. deal with it again. Is it, it really is an evolution. And this is something too that I think um, we will have people in our lives of this instinct to say, like, listeners will have people in their lives where they're really something starting to unsettle you in your spirit Mm -hmm. about that person and you talk yourself out of it because you're like, I've known them for 10 years. For 10 years, I've known and loved this person and it's never been an issue. Mm -hmm. But what's changed is not the person. What's changed is your consciousness. Yes. And so as you have become more conscious and more in touch with your intuition, you are understanding for the first time that there was always something that wasn't good for you in that situation, which I think this is the the truth that is hard to hear Mm -hmm. is this is how we evolve out of relationships, out of Mm -hmm. marriages, out of partnerships, out of things that people are like, you know, till death do you part Mm -hmm. and how could you, and it's like, because if only one of us is evolving, Mm -hmm. the consciousness changes and you, it, it's, you can't, you see things you didn't see before. You're aware of things you didn't see. And at least for me, and I've talked about this, but um, man, my body was aware long mm-hmm. before my brain understood in my marriage. Like my body knew like for you knew intuitively. a very long time. And I could not, I, I, for years, like when I would actually have the courage to talk to a therapist about yeah. it or talk to my girlfriends, 
I would say, but I, mm. there's nothing wrong. Like, he's so great. There's nothing wrong here. There's not, and it's like. So you're disassociating from your hundred, intuition. You're not trusting because I couldn't tell you what was wrong. But I knew on like Intuitively. a soul level for so long, for so long. And I think maybe it's like we're, we can only really, the universe reveals only what we can handle. Yeah. Because I have continued to become aware of what my intuition was trying to tell me 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And it sucks. It sucks. It's I, I sort of in a, it would have felt better to just look, have been done and then not learn anything else. But if anything, I feel like, oh my gosh, I, I have said this and I'm going to say it again if someone needs to hear it, man or woman, your freaking gut knows yeah. if the relationship is wrong and you just need to sit with that and listen. Because I I would try and figure out things. Well, could it be this? Could it be this? Could it be this? And the truth is, it was not at all mm-hmm. what my brain could consciously come up with. I'm glad you brought this up because, Rachel, there's, within all of us, when our intuition is telling us something, fear arises. And we don't want to do it because we're afraid we're going to hurt someone or cause pain. But... If you don't trust your intuition, you're going to cause a lot long, long-term pain and turmoil. If you can just, within that moment, trust your gut and go with it, it will cause a little friction, a little pain, but not for the long term. Right. We let stuff get to yeah. the craziest level. Yes. Because we won't confront it. Because we won't listen to yeah. our intuition. We really do. Our intuition isn't here to harm us. It's actually to keep us safe, Mm. to guide us. And yes, fear is going to arise. Anxiety may arise because it's not how your mind wants it to look. You just have to really sit with your intuition and just acknowledge it. Going back to just accept what your intuition is telling you. Even if you don't know the action plans, how to do it, just sit with it. Yeah. And we all have it. That's the we thing all have it. everybody needs to hear. We all, it's so funny. I just looked at this. It's one, 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 one. When I looked at this thing, <gasps> angel numbers, this. like we all have intuition. I, I have had this question in my head for like years. And I, I, at least for me, feel like I came up with like, oh, that's why. I've always wondered how, I don't know how to say this without it sounding a little harsh, but these people, I have over the years, I've met people who are psychics and mediums and astrologers, and they were very talented at what they did. And they could, you know, talk to people and do things and, you know, communicate with your grandma who had passed away 20 years ago. It was really so inspiring. And I used to always wonder, because some of the people that I met who had like the strongest powers, mm-hmm. I don't know another way to say it, let's call it power, mm-hmm. as human beings struggled the most had addiction, smoked, mm-hmm. the horrible abuse of their bodies, did all. And I was like, I don't get this because how can these spiritually elevated people have, and then I realize, and you're, yeah, you clearly have thoughts, but the other day I was like, because everyone has this intuition, these people are more skilled and more connected with it, but doesn't mean they're elevated spiritually. And this is what I'm seeing in this big spiritual community is that they are actually using their spirituality as a coping mechanism. 
Ooh, okay, wait. They're spiritual go there. Bi- they're spiritually okay. bypassing. Okay, wait. So please unpack that. This is very, very important. You have to be very, you have to know your intentions. And being in the this the spiritual community, what I am witnessing and noticing is that they are using it as a coping mechanism. They're creating this whole other identity without really sitting with, if you have to brag and brag about your, your spirituality, this is what I'm doing, da, 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 be very careful because that's ego. You're yeah. using it as a coping mechanism. Yeah. It's no different than drinking alcohol. Mm-hmm. Yes, alcohol might be a little bit harsher <laughs> on the body, but there's a lot of that happening in this scene. Yeah. And I'm witnessing it like right. crazy. Sort of the disconnect. Disconnect. Yeah. That you know, it's a it's an interesting um place that I'm at in my life. Well, you know this because we work together on this stuff, but yeah. of I grew up in an environment in my career that wanted me to show every part of my life. And I learned or I came to believe that I was required to show every single part of my life Mm -hmm. to the public because that was what was necessary in order for me to have a career. Mm -hmm. And um, the other piece is like, not only do you have to sort of share what you're learning, but you also have to like then share the, like, you got to promote the podcast. You got to talk about the book. You got to share on social media. You got to be public. You got to, and what I'm in the process of unpacking, and this is going to be really big in my life. I know this in my soul is Mm. I, I'm not there yet, but I know that the highest level of my health does not, or my health, my consciousness, my human, whatever I am (laughs) is I do not want to have to promote the work that I'm doing. I don't. I want to just create it because um, let me explain a little bit better. The message I've been getting for years is let go of your attachment to the outcome. And if I'm trying to promote the work, then I'm attached to the outcome. I'm like, it's not enough for me to make this podcast every week. I also have to make sure and talk about it or no one's going to listen. Yeah. And so in that, I'm not having faith in that I'm in the I'm in my purpose, that I'm doing what God has called me to do. And I just keep getting this message over and over is just focus on the work, focus on the content, focus on the work, like stop. Like that is going to be the biggest freedom in my spirit is to get to the place where I'm like, you know where to find me, <laughs> but I don't. And that's what God yeah. wants us to do. Yeah. God will have bees. Yeah. That will pollinate others, other flowers to spread the message. Yeah. That this, this idea, uh, this is why I was thinking of, you were talking about these people with, because it's like we, we want, it's almost like we got to show our work. Yeah. Or you want to go, oh, this is who I am. I am this spiritual person. I am this thing. And so it's like a fake it till you make it. Yeah. Or, you know, like if I just act this way, then I'll feel this way. Or they're doing it to receive love. Right. Right. Like, look, you're so What's elevated. Your right. Once you know your main intention, like, yeah. just really ask, what is my intention doing this? Yeah. This this thing, this particular thing or this post or whatever. What is my intention underneath right. it? Right. Is it coming from a place of my higher self, my truth, 
Or is it coming from a place of separation, ego? Well, and I do think that there's a way just to have a clear intention, a healthy intention about putting your work or yourself into the world, which is just making sure, and I've gotten this wrong so many times, which is why I Mm -hmm. know what I'm talking about, is that you make sure that the intention is clear before you put it out into the world. Like, I want to put this piece of content out because I think that there may be someone out there who might find help with it. Not, I want to put this out so that my followers believe I am what my ego thinks I am. <laughs> yes. So right. if your intention is, you know what? This is just me being myself. Yeah. It's just me. Yeah. Go for it. Right. Right. Because that will help others be themselves. Yeah. And it'll teach you how how to create, I think, from a more authentic place. Yeah. And I, there's nothing wrong with promoting the work. I really just, I did it for yeah. a very long time. I just think that my next evolution as a human being is stepping away from that. Because, and here's why, this is like, this was a huge epiphany for me the other day. I had this like, actually the morning after our session, I was like, oh, that's a download from the universe. <laughs> that, so do you know Enneagram number? Are you familiar with that? It's like personality. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you tell me. So my Enneagram is three, which is the achiever. Hey, that's what mine. Oh, is it? Yeah, oh. that, we attract each other. But, that was mine. So it was yeah. like um, a, an achiever. And I realized the other morning, I was like, oh, peace for me is the opposite of achievement. It's creation without needing that creation to be successful. And so yeah. if I believe that I'm the one who has to, t- I have to create it and I have to tell people about it, then I am, I'm still trying to achieve. So I just wanted, I want to be clear because I think that for a lot of people, actually having the courage to promote your content or your work could be a really beautiful, healthy it thing. It could be very healthy. But for me, my next evolution is like not doing that. Yeah. It's just know your intentions. Everyone's going to be different. Yeah. And there's Everyone. a really good, actually, I'm rereading right now The Power of Intention by Wayne Dyer. If you ha- if you don't know what intention is or you hear that word and you're not really sure, like, how do I figure out my intention? Um, I think I've read this book three times. It's really good. And I literally will just, I keep it on my coffee table. See it on the stand there? Yeah, I, I keep it. it on my coffee table. And then just every once in a while, I'll have the instinct to just open up to a random page. And I'll be like, oh, this is what I needed today. So, oh, that'd, yeah. that'd be great. Yeah. Um, well, we have been talking for so long, which I love. This is like my favorite <laughs> this thing. This awesome. Is there anything that you feel like we haven't said that we need to? Um, believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. Like that's what I hear and feel. I feel like that's a message from God. Actually, it is. <laughs> believe I, in your true self. Believe in your true self. Believe how God created you to be. Mm. Yeah. There, that, that who you're created to be is the greatest gift you can give to the world and it's needed in the world. Yeah. So believe in in who you are, your your uniqueness, your weirdness, just your personality, all of it. Believe in it. Love that. That's if um if people are listening, because I know this happened last time, and you got so many new clients from our conversation, yeah. because I do think that's a really important part. Like you do this work one-on-one. Um, I've always had sessions with Kimberly in person. And recently when I was in Hawaii and I'd spent too much time by myself, I was like, <laughs> I need to talk to Kimberly. So we did it on Zoom. And I felt like it was just as powerful on Zoom as it is in person. I really want to recommend that because I know so many listeners um, really benefited from that last time. So um, will you tell people where they can find you? Thank you, Rachel. Yeah. Um, you can find me at tkstretching.com. Within our website, you'll see spiritual guidance. I'm now offering 
past life regression hypnosis. It's amazing. We'll do another oh. session. Of, we'll, we're going to we'll do a whole other podcast about that because it's the most amazing thing I've ever done. It has all the information about spiritual guidance, what we're talking about. They'll have information about virtual bookings, person in bookings. And if you can't book with me, um, I have a great friend that's now working with me. She's trained underneath me. She's amazing. Her name's Autumn. Um, So she does exactly what I do. So, but us two, we work really well together. And so find us at TK Stretching. Yeah. I also, how I describe, because I have sent so many friends, family members, so many people to you and how I always describe, it's like going to therapy but your therapist is spiritually aligned and also probably talking to your spirit guides and your ancestors. Yeah. And like, it's just a different, it, it's just a different kind of conversation and it's been so helpful. And I really recommend you start with spiritual guidance. And the hypnosis is like, you got to work up to it. Yeah, that's, <laughs> Not yes, everybody yes, yes. can jump right into that. So, um, but the spiritual guidance is incredible. And this was incredible. Thank you so this much. This was awesome, Rachel. Thank you. The Rachel Hollis Podcast is produced by me, Rachel Hollis. It's edited by Andrew Weller and Jack Noble.